scumbags! That's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up and everybody else in between. Uh, throwing it down on a Monday night meltdown. Thanks to Paul Bovey for stepping up and in. The New Orleans Saints stepped up and in and win in overtime because the New Orleans Saints are a winning organization and the Los Angeles Chargers are a bunch of losers. Um, there's my analysis of the game. Next, Los Angeles Dodgers lose to the Atlanta Braves and suddenly the pressure is on the Los Angeles Dodgers, although uh, these are not uh, five-game series. It's at least there's a somewhat of a sense of normalcy as there was actually fans in the stadium. And I don't know if it was just me, but it appeared as though... Um, and it sounded like there was, like, a lot of Atlanta Brave fans there, actually. Yeah, you know, it's easier for Brave fans to go to Texas. And, you know, the Dodger fan, Dodger fans are hardcore, but they're too busy throwing rocks at cops right now celebrating the Lakers championship. <laughs> they're too busy spreading COVID uh, through the streets of Los Angeles. Uh, but that's another story. Congratulations to the Lakers. And, uh, you know, uh, Lake, Lakers get it done. Uh, LeBron gets it done. It is what it is. Fortunately, we don't have to wait long for the uh, the start of the next uh, NBA season. It's around the corner. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, I'll tell you what. The Tampa Bay Rays, they're a damn good baseball team. That's what I'm going to tell you. Like, they're just so good in the sense that, I don't know, man, the Atlanta Braves or uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they're going to have their hands full with this uh, this Rays team. The Rays don't make mistakes. They take care of business. They capitalize when you make mistakes. Uh, they catch everything. They got great pitching. They get clutch hitting. I, mean, I don't know. Like what? What don't they have? Like you know, basically this, this Rays team—they're smoking hot right now, man. They're going to be a load to deal with. But hey, the Atlanta Braves are also a smoking hot six and zero in the postseason. No panic for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Time for Clayton Kershaw to step up and in though. Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans are throwing it down because the Tennessee Titans, of course, are cheating scum. And uh, now the Buffalo Bills have to play the Titans and the Chiefs in a span of five days. Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule is all out of whack. And what's the punishment for the Tennessee Titans? Pretty much the same punishment that came for the Houston Astro players. Nothing. So you know what? The moral of the story is cheat, cheat, steal, cheat, and do whatever you can to get ahead, kids. Because, uh, you know what, nice guys finish last and end up having to go and play on the road on a Tuesday night in Nashville, Tennessee. That's what happens if you're nice. Oh, Bill, circle the wagons. Beat them bastards. More trades late night, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. The sports rage late night continues. I'm Renzi. Throwing it down here on a Monday night uh, meltdown. Um, thanks to Paul Bovey for kicking it uh, with us Monday night uh, football. You know what? It was a pretty successful night of picks, uh, actually. 
you tune into Game Time Decisions uh, tonight, then you know we gave you the Chargers plus the points. We told you to take a seven-point teaser to the over. That was a winner. I gave you the over in the football game. That was a winner. Over three and a half sacks was a winner. Long field goal over 46 and a half yards was a winner. Keenan Allen to score a touchdown at plus 155 uh, was a winner. Um, so uh, that's a lot of wins right there. Uh, where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? Uh, we had Justin Herbert over 265 and a half passing yards, and somehow he ends up at 264. The pain. Look, if they get that first down, we win that bet. It was like, it was basically, that's what it came down to. You get the first down, we win the prop bet, and the game continues. You don't. And I can't cry about it being a bad beat because it went to overtime and we still lost. So whatever it is, it is what it is. You know, he threw the pass behind Hill. I believe it was Hill on the on the play before. I thought we had it there. But what a choke job. Another choke job by the Chargers. And oh yeah, we jumped in on the Chargers in-game money line at plus 175. That was frustrating. But it was a plus unit day when it's all said and done. Uh, it can always be better. But uh, we like we tell you guys, you make $200 a day. Uh, betting on sports, that means you made $72,000 in a year, which, I don't know, especially in this COVID economy, that's a pretty good job. Win $200 a day every day, that's $72,000 a year. George Kurtz steps up and in. What's going on, Kurtz? Gabe, does it bother you at all? You mentioned the uh, Herbert. Uh, not as far as betting, but why, oh, why, on a fourth down play, is A, Herbert throwing before the first down marker, and is any receiver not running a pattern beyond the first down marker? This drives me insane because the Cowboys do it so often, including a couple of times this yeah, year. Yeah, it's a Cowboy That cost them yeah. first downs, cost them games here. Right? It drives me insane. I mean, I understand if they're running Lamb's back in the flat. Okay? He's not going to get to the first down marker. I know it's, off the top right, of my head. the guy in the, uh, the Rams game. The Rams, and then they did it, it just, again in another game. They ran the same play. <laughs> it didn't work again. I actually thought of that game. It was two weeks ago. I was like, why would you run the same play that didn't work with CeeDee Lamb earlier in the year? Again on a fourth down. Like, it doesn't work, guys. Like, it's too, like, it just shows Callum Moore and just sort of how thick he is. But, oh, you're you're right, Kurt. It's like, for the love of God, run to the damn line of scrimmage. They figured, listen, Mike Williams, you know, big dude, you know, you figure he's going to be able to fall forward uh, for it. It is what it is, but you see it all the time, and, there's no way the Chargers should have lost that game, George. You know, you got Drew Brees who was struggling. You got a 17-point lead. You give up the late touchdown. Then you act as if though you got like a 20 or 30-point lead in the second half. You have a 10-point lead with 30 minutes left, and they began to go conservative and nurse it. And they even said, oh, because he nearly threw an interception once, George, on and out. And Greasy even said, oh, you could tell they've gone much more conservative since that near pick. Yeah, he also had three touchdown passes at that time. Like, the, just this mentality of these loser teams, George, that play it safe because they don't want to lose, always lose. Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans, Chargers, same crap. Like, they're better than a 1-4 and four football team, George. They should be a 3-2 and two team right now. But whatever. They, they play to lose. Oh, I agree. I think it was you who tweeted that out, that they were playing way too conservative. I mean, leads today in today's game, this, this time, is not like it was 10 years ago. We are. Uh, you had a 14-point lead. You were good. Game was over. We see teams come back from this all the time, 14, 17, 21 points. The game is built to score and score quickly. So, yeah, I thought the Chargers played, uh, played soft, you know, trying to milk the clock in the third quarter. That's not going to work. 
I know, I know Breeze looked terrible for a while, but he figured it out. They figured out the Chargers' defense. They started the score here. And doesn't it seem like every year now that Chargers lose two to three games because of their place kicker? Oh, it's, it's it for, for the last 20, 30 years. I remember going back a long time ago. You probably remember the night. It was uh, Saturday night. I remember I was at a Slipknot concert. <laughs> and uh, was, it, uh, was it Nate Keating that missed against the Jets? Remember they lost to the Jets on a missed field goal oh, in the playoffs yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never forget that. I was it's at a just slip amazing. Concert. I mean, I don't know what Justin Tucker would cost. They should give Baltimore whatever they, whatever they want for Tucker. Just give them three number ones because this this has cost them playoffs. Every, it seems like every season they're losing two to three games because, what, what did he miss tonight? Badge, they missed an extra point and a 48-yarder yeah. or whatever it was. I know 48's long, I think but indoors a, in New Orleans, that has to be made. It was a 48 or 50. The, the one that hit the upright. I thought thought might have been exactly 50, but still, indoors, you're supposed to hit that. Let me, I'll double check. Uh, let me, some, someone it. in the chat, let it us has, know. I'm was looking it for it now. They... Not that it really matters. I'm just saying. I thought it was a 50 yard. I was guessing on 40. I, I know it was, a, I know it was late 40s, but it's got to be made. It, just it has 50. to be made. I mean, uh, it's indoors, no it. fans. There's no excuse. Boot the thing. Yeah, indoors, you got to make a 50 yarder. In a dome, and they even said, like they showed it before, they showed, they said, oh, look, in warm-up, he was making him from 58. I don't know if you guys saw that, but from 58, they were like curveballs. <laughs> they were sort of wobbling it. But you got to drill that. I don't know. It, it's amazing. There's certain, but George, it's like in sports, it's always like that, right? You know, like the Chargers have always had kicking problems. The the Jets always have horrible coaches. Philadelphia Flyers have always had goaltending problems. You know what I mean? There's always that. Now they don't with heart, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they always have. There's just it's amazing how history repeats itself all the time. But the bottom line is, uh, the Chargers cover the point spread, four and one against the spread. Now they're one and four straight up, but they covered again. So that's good. We hit the number. <laughs> Listen, I guess if you're a Chargers, Herbert's the man, right? So that that's good news too. You got your quarterback. He certainly looks like it. Kid's got a oh, yeah, rocket for an arm, and he should only get better. So uh, if, if you look at bright points, you probably weren't thinking you're going very far this year anyway. The most important thing is when you when you draft the quarterback first round to make sure he's the man. And Herbert certainly looks like the man. And Anthony Lynn, I don't know what he was smoking that he couldn't see this, that he wanted to go back to Tyrod Taylor. Because I don't think he changed his mind, by the way. I think the organization no. told him to change his mind. No. And, you know, it, it's amazing. When, when you know when they say, well, he's not ready. Well, he threw four touchdown passes. Tyrod Taylor, and I like Tyrod. He ain't throwing four touchdown passes for you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? You're trying to go seven and nine with Tyrod Taylor? Like, I don't know how these owners and GMs let the organizations be run uh, this way. I, I really don't. But, yeah, the Chargers let one get away from them. So, what do you make? Uh, we only got a minute or two here before the break. Um coming up uh, or a couple of minutes, but what do, what do you make of the Bills-Titans game? We were talking with Paul Bovey earlier. He thinks there's going to be points put up on the board in this game, and he thinks that Tennessee, Tennessee are going to be able to move the ball on the Bills. He doesn't like the Bills' defense. I brought up as the, as a defense of the Bills, the Bills are giving up 25 points a game. That's 16th out of 32 teams in the NFL. The Tennessee Titans are giving up like 24.7 points a game, 15, so right there and the bills offense is explosive uh, they're throwing for 331 passing yards a game josh allen's lighting it up they're scoring 30 points a game uh bills have had like a little extended rest the titans haven't practiced but i was surprised to see the bills laying three and a half points in this game george who do you like in the game 
I, I think there's no doubt that Bo has been a little uh, disappointing on defense. That'll get better. My, my thing is, Tennessee hasn't practiced. They haven't practiced. I don't know how they're going to be able to play tomorrow at 7. It could be a very sloppy game for them. I like Buffalo tomorrow in a big way. Well, Buffalo in a big way, says uh, George Kurtz. <laughs> Buffalo in a big way. And it's, it really is amazing. Eh, that you talk about a Bills and a Titans game that the total is actually 53 and a half points. Uh, the Bills haven't had an under yet. And like we said, they had three overs, and then depending on what your number was in that Raider game, I actually won because it was 53, and I never, I have a good hunch about always buying things down, and it ended up at 53. Sports Tracks like, I can't take it, I can't. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports race late night continues. I'm Renzi. Shout out to our radio affiliates uh, wherever you are joining us uh, this evening. Sports Grid's uh, George Kurtz kicking it with us uh, right now on the Monday night uh, meltdown. And of course, uh, we're kicking it on the Mighty Year 1090 in San Diego. And uh, crazy story about uh, Tommy Pham. Uh, George, uh, Tommy Pham stabbed during altercation is in good condition following uh, surgery. The incident occurred Sunday night in San Diego. Um, and I was talking with Scotty Farrell about this and was saying outside of an establishment, uh, evidently it was uh, an adult establishment, uh, George, an adult uh, establishment, as in um, <laughs> strip, strip club. So it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese? No, no, exactly. Good call, exactly. I said, you know, you never hear these stories, George, that, you know, all right, he got stabbed outside of a health club. He got stabbed outside of a yogurt shop. He got stabbed outside of Dunkin' Donuts in a parking lot. Like, no, nah, it's usually in a club or a strip club, right? <laughs> like, remember the dude on the Cowboys that shot himself uh, outside? Or was it, uh, was it, was that Pac-Man? Oh, no, was it, was Pac-Man Jones? Pac-Man Jones shot other people. Uh, who's Jones, the guy right? that... No, no, uh, Akeem Tlaib. Thank did you. It too. Yeah, Papa, exactly. That's why I. That's why I had to remember which one, George. Right? Like, <laughs> well, Plastico, of course, you got to give Plastico credit. Another Michigan State Spartan, bro. Who the hell puts a gun in their in their waistband when they're wearing sweatpants? He's wearing sweatpants. A sweatsuit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, God. In New York too, he went to. Did he go to jail for it too? Was New York you're not allowed to carry guns uh, unregistered? Yeah, he brought a gun so, into uh, a good club. Good job there. But yeah, fam, I don't know if you remember. Fam gets stabbed. Remember, uh, what he? Guys would buy his at car. At the time, I don't know if you remember at the time though. Plasco Burrs, the New York, the NYPD thought that Plasco Burrs shot at them too. In another incident, like they basically were convinced, like they they had their eye on Plasco. I don't know what the hell Burrs was up to in New York City, but. He sounds like he was that, uh, you know, Takashi kid or something. It sounded like he was driving around the city shooting things. But, yeah, he was outside of some incident once, and basically they knew he was there, and he might have fired, but they couldn't prove it. So they they were watching him. So then when he shot himself in a club, they loved it. Like, they were all over his ass right away. <laughs> but it was Akeem Tlaib. 
Akeem Talib said he got uh, attacked outside of a strip club, and then the truth was he ended up he shot himself in a foot by accident or something. Uh, you know, so but anyway, so Tommy Pham, yeah, you know, and another thing is these stories never happen at ten thirty in the morning or like you know one one in the afternoon. <laughs> it's another thing too. There's a pattern. Clubs and late at night, uh, you know, you don't have to be a professional athlete for things not to end, uh, you know, badly uh, there for you. But we hope Tommy Pham uh, is going to be okay. So um, speaking of, um, we, we talked about tomorrow's uh, Buffalo Bill Tennessee Titan game. George Kurtz likes the uh, likes the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Before we get into the baseball, your Dallas Cowboys escape yesterday. Giants get the cover. Cowboys get the win. And I don't really get this. I don't personally. I don't see how two and three isn't better than one three and one. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't two and three. Shouldn't the win count more than the Eagles tie? Like I think two and three should be well, first place and not one better. three and one. <sighs> two and three isn't first place. It's not a better winning. Dallas got a four hundred winning percentage. The Eagles would only. It's one, yeah. The Eagles are one, one of three. They'd be three thirty-three. Cowboys would be two of five. It's four hundred. The the tie actually helps them, George. Cowboys first place. I mean, yay. The the yeah, but the tie. Well, here's the, the move. Tie go. Yeah, I know. Right now, so a two and three winning percentage is four hundred. Philadelphia at three hundred, but it's crazy. Like down down the road, like that tie might come into play for them, which I always just find is stupid, right? Like because it's not a loss. Well, yeah, it means you just, they don't have to worry about separating. It'll be easy to separate the division, right? You don't have to worry about tiebreakers. That's really all that does. And they were lucky to get the tie. You know, I, I hate stupid. the uh, Why the do they only play 10 minutes? Yeah, why do they only play 10 minutes? Just play until someone wins. Because, they don't, because the players bitched about it. The players bitched about it. They didn't want to play because they're afraid, oh, we play an extra quarter, we might get more injuries. You know, that sort of thing. That's why they only played the 15 because, once again, more injuries. They don't want to play forever. I, I think it's kind of silly. I don't like ties. I didn't like them in hockey all those years. Liked it when they finally got rid of it. I mean, I love the shootout, but I'd rather see a shootout than a tie. In uh, football, it's all about the injuries. The players complained. That's what it was. They, oh, you know, that extra five minutes, more injuries. We're getting tired. Then we might not play a Thursday night game, and it's just not fair. Blah 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 blah. So Stop they uh, they shortened the ball it. All the time and this is why we're overtime. seeing more ties because pretty. Well, this is why we're seeing more, right? Because in 10 minutes, you're pretty much getting a possession for each team unless the first team scores a touchdown, right? That's it. You're not going to have a third well, possession. When you had that 15 minutes, that whole quarter, you'd had that third possession, less ties. We're seeing more ties now. Let's go. You're right. We really are. Like, ties used to be really, really rare. Now they're they're, they're still kind of – we've had one already, but they're more possible. You see, you see because the, the quarter the, – the 10 minutes goes by fast. You know, I don't know how you feel about the college uh, overtime rule, in which they just give the ball to, you know, on the 25-yard line to to each team. But uh, the problem is, the other night Texas and Oklahoma played. George, they scored eight times, bro. It went to like eight overtime. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring, and, scoring. and it was like, holy crap, man. It was crazy because the game was staying under the number, and then suddenly, the next thing you know, it was like, "Wow, this game went way over the went way over the number." So yeah, so Dallas in first place at two and three with a win percentage of 400 right now. But as I stated, the tie is gonna, you know, like I said, it's a weird thing uh, with, with the standings, and it actually, I think it's gonna help Philadelphia somehow. <laughs> like down the road, you're gonna see um, the tie 
It's better than the loss. We'll just we'll just put it that way. But anyway, so Dallas, you guys lose your quarterback, but you get Andy Dalton coming in right now. I don't know if you're going to change the playbook, right? Are they going to change what they do? But I would imagine, I imagine they would. Like, Dak Prescott's better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's a good backup, but he is better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's good, but he's also, he's uh, turnover prone, as you know, right? Like, he's, you know, he's turnover prone. So if you throw the ball as much with him, there's going to be problems, as you did with Dak. So I would expect that it's going to be, you know, Zeke Elliott will probably start getting the football a little bit more once again. And, of course, just, uh, you know, works out this way that the Dallas Cowboys happen to be the Monday Night Football game next week, I believe. They are. They're playing Arizona uh, in Dallas next uh, next Monday night. Uh, now, you're right. Uh, I completely agree with you. Even though Kellen Moore and McCarthy both said today the playbook won't change, even if Dak was healthy, it probably had to change because you need to protect this defense. You just have to protect this defense. They might get a little healthier on D. Leighton Van Der Esch might play Monday. If not, he will play against Washington the week after. Sean Lee is also close to returning. So it's getting a little healthier. But this defense needs to be kept off the field as much as possible. And how do you do that? You run with Zeke. The problem is, and I know you know this, game. Cowboys are down three offensive linemen. Those guys ain't coming back. All right, Tyron Smith not coming back. Frederick, you know, Frederick retired. Uh, Looney, he will be back in about a month or so. And Collins isn't coming back either. They're, they're playing three rookies. Now, they've done well against the Giant team. Sure, Giants don't have a defensive line. What about teams that have a better offensive line, which maybe Arizona doesn't have? Chandler Jones might be out for the season with the torn biceps. We're waiting to hear their confirmation there. But when they play Washington in two weeks, that defensive line might eat the offensive line. And Walton. You know, he completed those two big passes to Gallup yesterday, but they were lollipops. I mean, you saw both catches. I mean, Gallup went up and made the plays. You know, he made the, he made the plays. Better defense, he'll knock those down. And also, Dalton doesn't move as like Dak does. If that pressure's getting to him, he's going to get hit more often. Dak was turning over the ball a bunch anyway. Yep. I think you'll continue to see that with Dalton. I'll tell you, though, you look at the Arizona Cardinals and what they do on defense. They give up 124.5 yards a game on the ground, which is 19th in the National Football League. And uh, they're a little bit better against the pass, 257 yards a game, which is 15th. And, you know, that's not bad in the modern NFL, 257. Uh, but you can run the football, giving up 124 yards a game. As I stated, I'll, you know, Zeke Elliott hasn't, some, hasn't been somebody. We've been riding the Dak Prescott passing yard props uh, to the bank, uh, you know, so far this year. And I do them in-game. I wait for the game to start. I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger on Dak before the game uh, yesterday uh, with this. But I think that Zeke Elliott props are going to be in order this week. I'm going to be taking a look at his rushing yard uh, prop. Because as you stated, they've got to protect this defense. It's You know, you really want to get into a track meet with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and these guys. Uh, even, even with you running the ball, they're still going to score anyways, George, right? So... Like, I wouldn't want to entice it and get into a, a shootout with Cliff Kingsbury and these guys. No, but I think it's what's – until the defense gets better, I think what's going to happen, when Dallas runs the ball, then you're also going to put well, in – I'll be better going to stop over. that run. You're going to put in – I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it with, uh, you know, with Dalton. Is he going to be the same guy as Dak? I think Dallas going to – they're going to have some second and 12s. I think Dalton's going to get sacked. That's that not, that is not going to be Let's the same. Let's not get carried away. You know, I, Dalton's going to be just fine. Dalton's no, going to throw for that offense, he was. No, the thing is, like you said, he's not mobile. I don't think. So, 
they, he, you know what I mean? That's the, the thing. I think Dalton will be fine, but Dalton, you know Dalton. Everyone knows Andy Dalton. Dalton's going to throw for 284 yards, two touchdowns, and you're going to have to pray, Kurtz, that like he doesn't fumble with two minutes left in a close game, or he doesn't, like something will happen. Like I said, Andy, you know, I've listen, I've raged about Andy Dalton a lot over the years. I think the best way of putting Andy Dalton, he's a nice kid, but I imagine when Andy Dalton was a kid, you know, like when, you know, the, your parents trust you to go get milk or whatever for the first time and you go to the store. So, I, you know, I always picture Dalton that they went and he got the milk. He got like a big bottle of milk and he, came, he got back. He's, you know, stepping his right as he gets back home. He drops it on his driveway and it smashes and spills everywhere on his driveway. And he's got to go back to the store. Like that's Andy Dalton's career. You know what I mean? Like he's he's like Matt Ryan. He's like all these loser quarterback guys. They're just gonna sort of go down the field, look good, but as soon as they have to make a play on third or fourth down, they won't. Something will go wrong. And you feel bad for them, but it is what it is. More coats on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Uh, George Kurtz kicking it with a Sports Grid's uh, very own. Get on the grid. Uh, you can uh, follow us at uh, sportsgrid.com um, and check out the YouTube page. You can follow me on Twitter, though, at Sports Rage. Rage. And, uh, you know, I got a little rage after tonight. Uh, considering you know we lose that uh, we lose that Justin Herbert prop in the fashion that we did, but it comes with the territory. We also lost the Keenan Allen uh, prop, uh, George, over six and a half receptions. You know, good start to the game for him. He had two quick catches, including a touchdown. I hit the, the touchdown prop uh, with him, but he gets hurt, and that's part of betting props. You got to accept it, man. You know, it just it is what it is. And, you know, it's funny because I did very well. I do well with basketball props, but unfortunately, the NBA season's over. One good thing about basketball props, Kurtz, is players don't get hurt nearly as often as they do in the NFL. I've got bad luck with this. I had a Drew Locke passing yard prop in a game that he got hurt against Pittsburgh. I had George Kittle over 69 and a half yards in a game that he got hurt. He had 44 after like three catches in the first quarter. He was going to sail over. He got hurt. I had Keenan Allen got hurt. Um, Dalvin Cook got hurt. And I know you and Cam got burnt by Dalvin Cook getting hurt. That's what happens, man. These these football props, it's volatile. It's what you got to bet the number, which is hard enough to beat, win the bet. Then you got to just pray the guy doesn't get hurt in the game. You know, I it doesn't bother me much if a guy gets hurt early, or I never had a chance. And with Dalvin, I need one more touch. Cam and I, one more, maybe two more touches at most, and we win. You know, listen, uh, I didn't bet Keenan Allen tonight. I said last night if Marshawn Lattimore was going to play, I wasn't going to touch him. But I did bet Trayvon Smith. <laughs> that didn't go well. I mean, uh, what's worse, a guy gets hurt or a guy plays the entire game, but he's on the 
probably part of the game plan, uh, Traquan. So uh, wasn't all that thrilled about that. All right, we're starting to. Uh, Thomas returns. I assume he returns that he'll be taking off. I've been starting to cut out, Kurtz. Air, well, his, uh, rushing props, his receiving props, and the total yards. Because I think that's his, their only offense there. So that, that, that's all right, if we can, reconnect uh, with George Kurtz. Uh, we nearly we nearly got through it. Like, we just, you know, we nearly, we nearly got through it. Today's just one of these days, but I don't know. Like, Kurtz comes on every week, and every week there's something else. Like, he'll either sound like he's in a submarine Something's cutting out. He won't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> at first, I thought it was just like, a, I don't know, some weird glitch at first or something. But now now, now I see that, uh, no, no, it's real. I like how he's cutting out. He just keeps talking. I'm like, hey, yeah, bro, bro. All right, bro, bro. It would have been nice if someone else jumped in quicker than me. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, even flow. Even flow. Man, it's only Monday, too. Like I said, it's a damn good thing I'm on the air as much as I am. Otherwise, my liver would be so done. I'd be such like the, the drunk. <laughs> He's back. Or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this job just makes you want to drink, too. Right? I don't know. I have to comp that. That's like a deep philosophical question right there. All right. We've reconnected with Kurtz. Oh, are you all right now, Kurtz? Sounded like you, you were cutting in and out there, Kurtz. That's because, you know, you bring up Dalvin Cook, you cost me money here. It's been a bad weekend for me, Gabe. I mean, the Yankees got eliminated. I lose Dak Prescott. I wasn't thrilled about the uh, Islander trade today. I mean, uh, it's just been a bad three days. Like, George Kurtz is in Long Island, too. So we got like an 80-second delay here. Uh, but we appreciate Kurtz joining us uh, in the late-night hours. Always an adventure, uh, Kurtz, with you electronically, buddy. I got I to gotta say, though, like, it's always... The mic has sounded pretty good tonight, but we couldn't get through. Then then it started, like, I don't know. I don't know. Something sounded like uh, like your power was dying or like you were fading. You were cutting in and out. But uh, all right, we, we got you. We got Kurt's back. The power actually went more. out last night. I don't know. Right, like, right uh, there on the show. I, right during in-game live. About, uh, on the on the game-winning drive by Seattle. Just went out. Done. Done. I didn't get to see did. the uh, Russell Wilson DK Metcalf throw. Okay. Cam had to tell me. Like, I mean, literally, my I'm in the my den here, and it, the whole thing's been dark. It's like, oh, that's great. You know, it's like uh, it, came, it came back on right away, but then the internet takes about a minute before the modem boots up. So uh, it could be worse. <laughs> I don't live in a bomb shelter. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like it sometimes. Just wondering. Yeah. Do you, do you have like a bunker? Does Does it to you have a bunker ready <laughs> for the end of the world? Not as far as I know. There's not even a basement here. I don't even have a basement. I got I have an attic, but no uh, no basement. So I'm I'm on the main <laughs> floor. I am. I'm not in Guam. <laughs> All right, George Kurtz. All right, now so we've got we've got about 30 seconds without any issues here. So that that's all good. All right, I know everyone is. Um, I want to get to the baseball, but I know everybody is dying to talk NHL hockey right now. Um, and it's crazy, too, because I see Twitter. Twitter actually is talking a lot of NHL hockey. I'm like, oh, dear God, like, really? Uh, but, yeah, listen, the NHL is like the NBA. The offseason isn't very long, which I find very cool, actually. It's it's great stuff. You know, normally when a team wins a championship and, you know, you don't like it or whatever, you got to wait. All right, we got to wait four or five, six months or whatever for the start of a new season. You don't now. And we know the NHL is going to be starting January 1st. So it is around the corner. But, Big move. The Las Vegas Golden Knights remain aggressive like they are every offseason. I don't know if they bring in the right guys. Last year it was um, 
you know, it was Patrietti and um, now it's Petrangelo. They love these Italian uh, names, evidently, huh? Uh, in Vegas. So, so, but Nate Schmidt, they have to move Nate Schmidt because suddenly Vegas had cap issues. So they signed, uh, they moved, they signed, they get Petrangelo, but they, uh, they moved Nate Schmidt to the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, Canuck fans are upset about how the Canucks are handling their salary cap issues and their decisions. What do you make of the moves, George? Well, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Peter Angelo is a great defenseman. All right, he's really, really good. So it's a plus, but it's not as big a plus as it could have been because you had to trade Schmidt, who's a pretty good defenseman in his own right. He's not Peter Angelo, but he's a good, solid defenseman here. So if I was Vegas, I think I'd have been concentrating more on a center. You know, you're up the middle. You have William Carlson, and that's really it. You know, Cody Glad, Chandler Stevenson, the young player, maybe he'll turn into something. But that's where I think their worry was. I don't think defense was their big worry. Even without Peter Angelo, Schmidt, Theodore, Martinez, McNam, they I were agree. fine. Not great, but fine. You know, I think they would, could have survived there. So I worry more about Vegas up the middle. And now the word is, too, they're looking. Uh, it's over for Marc-Andre Fleury there. His agent tweeting out that, you know, the, the sword through his back or whatever. That wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't good in the playoffs. It's too bad it ends like this for him there, but they re-signed Robin Leonard to a long-term deal. Word is they're looking to move uh, Marc-Andre Fleury right now. Marc-Andre Fleury makes $7 million, though, Kurt said. Is Marc-Andre Fleury still a number one goalie? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. How Fleury's many, not going anywhere. I don't know how many teams. Yeah, I don't know how many teams are going to be lining up to give him $7 million. Like, the only way is if, like, there were a million goalie injuries next year and some team was screwed – Maybe they'd pull a trigger on a trade, but nobody wants to pay Marc-Andre Fleury that much money. That's a lot of money, man, in a salary cap league like the NHL. Vegas was willing to give him away right now. They would have, you take his salary, we'll give you a third-round pick with it. That's what they offered people. No one bit. No one wanted that. Uh, now, they're going to have to keep Fleury. Anyway, the owner came out today and said, hey, uh, we're going to the roster season start. Uh, now we're hearing that Leonard is having shoulder surgery. Now, it's not major shoulder surgery. It's not Tarasenko's uh, surgery. It's going to keep out six months. They think he'll be ready before whenever next season starts, but they're not sure. So you have to keep Florida around anyway until uh, Leonard comes back healthy. But I think you're right. When if another team gets desperate, you know, it's like Tampa Bay. They lose Vasilevsky for the year. Sure, they might call a team like that. Other than that, I think it's going to be very tough to move. If you couldn't give him away right now, I don't see yep. anything much easier during the season. Things change. You know, markets change. It was crazy. A lot of crazy stuff, though, happened in the NHL. I mean, there's bigger things going on now. You know, there's the NBA Finals, uh, you know, football and everything. Uh, but, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, now a Washington Capital, that's going to be a strange sight, especially like him being in the same division as him going back to MSG in a Capitals uh, jersey and uniform. That's going to be crazy. All right, Kurt, so before we get you out of here, the Atlanta Braves take game one. Close baseball game, but they get to the Dodgers bullpen late. Uh, tonight in this Braves team, you know, they're not intimidated by the Dodgers. They've got a potent offense. They've got good pitching. Uh, you know, over a seven-game series, we'll see if the depth of the pitching can keep up. But you know what? That's one down. They only need to win three more of the three of the six games uh, right now. So they're sending a kid to the hill tomorrow. And in, uh, in Anderson, Clayton Kershaw going for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are minus 170 favorites in this baseball game. Uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time, a little after 6, first pitch. It's earlier. It's the early game. What's your take on this game, George? 
Man, there's a heap of pressure on Kershaw tomorrow, isn't there? I know he's pitched better of late in the playoffs. For game two, yes. But uh, it's the kid versus the future <laughs> Hall of Famer. You know, this there's a lot of pressure. You don't want to go down 2-0, and Ian Anderson has been lights out so far. So uh, not only on Kershaw, the entire Dodger team has pressure. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. You know, I expect this to be another you know, similar tonight, six, seven runs maybe. I thought, uh, you know, Roberts maybe made a mistake tonight. Uh, it didn't hurt him when he did it. But by taking Gratterall out after only six pitches and not letting him go another inning, that forced training in there. You know, you had to go him a little earlier. Maybe you wouldn't have had to go yeah, there at all if you wouldn't have done that. So I thought that was interesting. Why take out Gratterall at the six pitches? The guy's very good. You know what? Because he's young, too, and he might, he's maybe too emotional, too pumped up. I thought that was a mistake that might have contributed to the loss. And listen, in the end, you scored one run. You're not going to win scoring one run in most games here. I think a lot of pressure on my Dodgers tomorrow. I mean, I think what you said earlier is so true. The longer this series goes, the more the advantage goes to the Dodgers because their pitching overall from 1 to 14, however many, many pitches they took, is better. But their fair top two starters for the Braves, I mean, Freed is good. Anderson's been so good. I sort of lean Braves tomorrow. Uh, you're getting a nice price with the Braves. Ian Anderson uh, on the hill, the kid, the phenom for the Braves. And, of course, uh, Ian Anderson, I was thinking, isn't that the name of the singer of Jethro Tull? Sitting on a park bench. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, that is the name of the singer of Jethro Tull. So, it is, Ian yeah. Anderson goes. You're getting the Braves at uh, plus 148. Total of 7.5 in that baseball game. And uh, right now, the Tampa Bay Rays have a 2-0 uh, series lead. The Rays just play such great baseball, don't they? Um, as far as, you know, the defense, the, the timely hitting, the small ball, advancing runners. You know, double plays. You know, what a catch by Margot, like over the uh, over the wall today. Just crazy stuff. You know, they, they just play the game the right way. And uh, they, you know, Houston have had really bad luck though in this series. You know, ground rule double today would have been different. It went over the short part of the fence. That would have been two runs. They smoked like six baseballs right at people. Tampa are catching everything. Houston have had bad luck, but it is what it is. And It'll be interesting to see if frustration catches up to them. So it's Yarbrough versus uh, Irkwoody here tomorrow. What's your take on this one? Oh, it's a must-win for Houston. They lose. I mean, you can turn out the lights. The party's over here. I mean, you mentioned it. I think it was well, Alex Bregman today. Ninety-five balls that hit at 98 miles exit velocity or better. He went 0 for 5. I mean, so listen, some of that's on the Rays. They positioned themselves well. They did their homework. They put the batters, the fielders where the batter's going to hit the ball. Tomorrow's an interesting game. Irkwoody, all right, good solid pitcher. Yarborough, how long is he going to go? Four, five, six innings. They did use Fairbanks tonight. They did use Anderson tonight. Can they go back-to-back? I don't know if they can go back-to-back to fix tomorrow as well. You know, or if Cash will say, you know, we're going to save them going, being up 2-1. Well, you got, Kurtz. We got Glasnow going game four. Give me Houston. Houston makes it 2-1. All right, Houston. Minus 102, George Kurtz. Thank you. Sports right back in game. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci.
quickest 120 minutes in sports. Three-minute warning winding it down as we throw it down on a Monday night uh, meltdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Thanks to George Kurtz uh, for kicking it with us on the show uh, tonight, as well as uh, Paul Bovey. Check out uh, Paul Bovey over at uh, Covers.com. Covers experts, uh, to be exact. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. And uh, George Kurtz right here on the grid um, from the Yellow Submarine in Long Island. <laughs> Always something. God bless uh, Kurtz. Hey, listen, the guy joins us in the middle of the night. We got to appreciate his time. Uh, but it really is amazing to me. Like, it's just sort of like you, you never know you, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and uh, so uh, good, good stuff with Kurtz, uh, though. Um, so Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. We got Tuesday night football, and you guys better enjoy it because there's no Thursday night football. It's going to be really annoying on Thursday night, trust me. Uh, people, like I said, the average person doesn't realize this yet. On Thursday night, do you know how many people are going to be at home on Thursday night? Just clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking. They're going to be like, where the hell is this game? <laughs> They're going to be like, I could have swore this game was on Fox or the NFL Network. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's on uh, um, um, on Thursday night. For the record, tomorrow night it's on CBS. 7 o'clock Eastern time, uh, CBS. Just looking at Josh Allen. Josh Allen's had a spectacular year so far this year. MVP caliber. You know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, both playing elite football, but so is uh, Josh Allen to the tune. He's got a quarterback rating of 122.7. He's thrown for 1,326 yards, 12 touchdown passes, just one interception. On the year, and uh, his quarterback, uh, his the touchdown prop for tomorrow night, two and a half over under two and a half touchdown passes for Josh Allen, plus one fifty if you like the over, plus one fifty if you like the over. He's thrown two times this year. He threw four touchdown passes. He threw two touchdown passes in week one, and he threw four against the Dolphins, four against the Rams, and then he threw two last week uh, against the Raiders. We're going to break this game down in its entirety. 6 o'clock Eastern on Game Time Decisions on these same radio stations. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Later.